Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you take care of every detail of our life. You know our going to sleep, you know our rising, you know all that we do throughout each and every day, you know our plans, you know the desires of our hearts, you know our worries and our fears and our concerns. You know everything about us and you love us. You know our failures and our mistakes and you look past those forgiveness for each and every one of us. Holy Spirit, today, we invite you to do a deep work in each of our hearts. As we have this anointing service today, remind us again of the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in each of our lives as we step and walk each day. We live led by the Spirit of God. The X factor to the Christian life is the Holy Spirit working in and through us. And Holy Spirit, today, we honor you. We elevate you. We remind ourselves again today of your presence in our lives. We thank you for it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. You can take a seat this morning. You look great. It's great to have you in church today. It's great to have those that are joining us online this morning as well. Welcome. And it's great to be together as the church of Jesus Christ. I tell you what, the greatest days are ahead for the church on the earth. I feel like it's like an elastic band being pulled back right now and there's going to be some powerful things happen in the weeks, months, years ahead for the church across the earth. I'm really, really excited for all that's ahead and obviously we have Vision Sunday next Sunday and we're looking forward to to that and the following Sunday as well. It's going to be a really, really powerful time together and as Amy's mentioned, we're going to start a week of prayer and fasting. And I want to encourage you to join us on that journey. Pick something to fast. Fasting's not about you earning God's approval or trying to force God's hand. Fasting is about focus. It's less about our Vision Sunday and more about setting our year up, putting God as the priority. Saying, God, I put you above everything else in my life and I'm going to take some time to focus on you and get your heart for the year and understand what you're saying to me this year. And so whether it's fasting social media or fasting a coffee or fasting food or whatever it may be, pick something that you could put aside over this week and just take a little bit of extra time to pray, to seek God for your life, to seek God for the church, to believe for miracles and salvations. And let's just see what God will do. Are you excited about that? Come on. Well, we're going to have an anointing service this morning. And uh, we are going to do things a little bit differently this morning. Uh, At the end of the service, we're going to be anointing people with oil. But we're going to invite people to come and to do that in households. So what we're going to do do is invite one person from your household to come forward. And there'll be tables at the front and grab some oil this morning. It'll be in, in a little cup. And you'll be able to take that back to your seat and anoint your household with oil. And pray a prayer of anointing over them. We'll guide you and we'll lead you in that moment in the end. And make Maybe there'll be some people here this morning, I'm sure there will, that are here on your own this morning. We're going to invite you to come and grab some oil and maybe ask the person sitting next to you this morning to be able to anoint you with oil or there'll be leaders looking out for you to be able to help and anoint you this morning so that nobody misses out. So instead of this being the altar this morning, we're making the whole auditorium the altar. It's COVID safe. It's a way that we can do it to really be um, mindful of the season that we're in. But really, I believe it's going to be powerful for families and households to be able to anoint one another and really believe for God's best over your lives and over the future in Jesus' name. Amen.
Are you ready for the word this morning? Just before I do, did anybody have a party party last night? <laughs> How good was it? How amazing to see Ash Barty, Ashley Barty get the win. It was incredible. And I tell you what, wasn't it great to see the special Ks get the win as well in the men's doubles? Does anybody stay and watch both games last night? Come on, yeah, I had to do it. It just felt like it was un-Australian to go to bed. I had to stay up and I had to watch it. Well, this morning I just want to speak a message just really simply called, You're Anointed. You're Anointed. You are anointed. Anointing oil was used in the Bible on many different occasions. Anointing oil was used at, um, at special occasions like baby dedications, to pray for the sick, to, to pray for leaders, to pray for new seasons, and to pray for special occasions. Anointing oil was used for the peop- from the people of God to be put on the people of God to remind them that God is with them. He is their protector. He is their empowerer. He is their provider. He is with them in every season. Now, we understand in the New Testament that the oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Understanding that the Holy Spirit is what brings an ease to our lives, a strength to our lives. It's with the Holy Spirit's power and empowerment in us that we are guided and led to live a Spirit-led life. See, the mechanics of Christianity can cause us to bring our faith down to mere traditions or processes or just things that we would do out of routine. But the Holy Spirit reminds us that we don't just serve tradition, that we serve a God that has changed the story of our lives. And so the Holy Spirit comes upon us, is empowering us, is working in and through us, like Rob so clearly articulated this morning. We are the cathedral. We are the church on the inside of us. The Holy Spirit is working and moving in us. To anoint means to smear onto somebody, to allow allow oil to be smeared onto somebody's face or onto their body. And it's a reminder that we are spiritually smeared and marked by the Holy Spirit. Each and every one of us, if we've accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we are anointed. Let me tell you a secret, you don't have to wait to an anointing service at the start of each year to be anointed. You are anointed. Just like water baptism is a symbol of what is going on on the inside, that our lives have been buried uh, with Christ and we've risen again. It's a reminder, it's an outward sign of an inward decision to follow Jesus and to serve Jesus. The anointing service and being anointed is a reminder to us, a symbol of the fact the Holy Spirit is in us and we are marked and anointed by God. You're marked and anointed by God. He loves you. He cares about every detail of your life. It says in 1 John 2 verse 20, but you have an anointing from the Holy One. Verse 26 says, I'm writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. As for you, the anointing you receive from Him remains in you. And you do not need anyone to teach you, but as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as the anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as he has taught you, remain in him. In other words, it's talking about that X factor to our lives. The fact that we have the Holy Spirit in and working through us. When you wake up in the morning, 
God is with you. You are anointed to be able to go out into your day and to do what God has called you to do. It means you're empowered to serve God. It means you're protected by God. It means that God is with you, guiding and teaching and leading you into your future. See, the anointing fills you and the anointing flows through you. It fills you with the Spirit of God. The fruits of the Holy Spirit then start to flow out of your life. As you're transformed by God, the Holy Spirit starts working through our lives. See, it's a bit like the reminder of the difference between the Dead Sea and the Sea of Galilee. The Dead Sea is the lowest place on earth, and it's basically a really salty sea where water runs into it, but it doesn't flow out of it. There is no living thing in the Dead Sea. There's no uh, fish in there. If, if any fish accidentally get caught into that stream, they die upon arrival. The Dead Sea, everything's dead. Everything around it is dead. But the Sea of Galilee has water that flows into it and water that flows out of it. And as that water flows in and flows out, there's a, such a beautiful marine life that is in the Sea of Galilee. They're only 100 kilometers apart, but they have a different understanding of how things go in and go out. And I think for all of us, we're reminded this morning that the Holy Spirit and the anointing of the Holy Spirit isn't just for you. We aren't just designed to be like the Dead Sea where we receive it all ourselves. It's meant to fill us and then flow out of us. It's meant to bring life to those that are around us. It's meant to bring those fruits of the Holy Spirit out of us, helping to be able to encourage and reach our world for Jesus. The church is such an exciting thing to gather on a Sunday, but it's so that we would be filled up again to be able to flow into the streets, into our workplaces, into our schools, wherever we would find ourselves. The Holy Spirit fills us and flows through us. So we see this principle all through Scripture when we're reminded that we're meant to make disciples in Matthew 28. It says this, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. What are we reminded here? The Holy Spirit is with us, the lo, the lo, I am with you. But we're also reminded of the go, go out into all the world. You're filled, but you're meant to go and take that and let it overflow into all the areas that you go. Let the Spirit of God get out of this place, get out of the four walls of the church and just touch our community. That's what we want to see. We want to see an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Most of the miracles that Jesus did were taking place in the marketplace, were taking place in the streets, in people's homes. They weren't in the tabernacle. They weren't in the church building. The overflow of the power of God was outside the building. It says in Luke 4 verse 18, The Spirit of the Lord, Jesus speaking, is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. We're understanding that it's upon us, but it has a because attached to it. The Holy Spirit has filled us with a because to reach others. We see in Romans 15 verse 13, which I want to use as the key text today. 
It says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may, what? Overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. See, I have with me this morning, I have a a container here with some water in it and a jug. And in this jug, I'm filling up this cup here as a reminder that we are called to be filled. We're called to be filled by God, filled by the peace and the joy of God. And our lives can feel like that at times where we've, we've got ourselves full. We've come to our a church service on a Sunday. I'm full. I love the worship today. It was good. The word was, it filled my heart. It was, it was great. I loved the fellowship and the connection. I loved to be able to connect with people. And we can find ourselves full and I'm full. And we go to, ch- go to work on Monday morning or we go into the rest of our week or we go and catch up with family and, and we're full. We're full of the peace of God. We're full of the joy of God. But we don't let it tip out. We don't let it overflow. And I think it's a reminder for us this morning that the anointing isn't just for you. The anointing is to reach and to serve the people that are around us. God's equipped and empowered you, not just so that you would have joy, not just so that you'd have your ticket to heaven, but that so that we could take it and reach other people with it. To be able to understand that the anointing is not just for you, it's meant to spill. It's meant to, when people get close to you, that anointing oil, it just rubs off. It's soaked, it's so, it's soaked onto your life. It's so far that wherever you walk, it's like it marks because the oil's just slipping off. That's what it's meant to do. Unfortunately, sometimes as Christians, we're going, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so filled by the, the love and the joy of the Holy Spirit. Well, let your face know. <laughs> Smile. If you're full of the joy of the Holy Spirit, smile. If you're full of the peace of God, let it flow out of your conversations and your words. Let it flow out of your actions. Let the anointing of God have expression in your life and let it start to spill. It starts to come out. It has to flow. I want to tip this water on someone so bad, but I'm not going to do it. It has to start to flow. See, it's not just designed just so that you'd be full. It's designed so that it would overflow. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. When the Spirit was poured out, it wasn't just so that it'd be us for and no more. It would be so that it would go throughout all of the earth, that people would experience it. Oh, I'm glad that you're happy on the inside. But stop sucking lemon juice and let the world know that you're happy. Let the Holy Spirit come out of you. Let the fruits of the Holy Spirit come out. And it all starts with allowing the Holy Spirit just to pour out on you. So you get so full that it just can't help but overflow onto others. So three reasons to remember you're anointed this morning. I'm going to go through these quickly. The first one's this. Number one, the anointing reminds you of your authority in Christ. It reminds you of your authority in Christ. May the God of hope fill you. It's a reminder that it's God that fills you. Not the media, not the government, not any of the other things that we can sometimes try to cling to. It's God that fills you. It's God that brings life into you. It's God that brings peace and joy and hope into your life. What are you being filled from? What are you allowing to fill your life, your emotions? What are you allowing to fill your mind? What are you allowing to fill your memory? What are you allowing to fill your future? We've got to go to God. 
We've got to allow, allow His authority in our lives to be at the highest point so that we receive from Him. See, authority comes from intimacy. And when we connect, when we connect with God, we allow His authority to flow through our lives. See, I, I think about my wife. She has an authority because of our intimacy to speak into my life. She can say things to me that you can't say to me because we have a sense of intimacy and connection that's there. And it's the same when we allow our intimacy with the Holy Spirit to be strong. We give Him authority to speak into our lives. We give Him authority for the Word of God to shape and to build our lives. You are anointed by God. See, I remember when I stepped into the leadership of this church a few years ago. And I remember the feeling of responsibility stepping into that. The weight of responsibility. I can understand what Paul was speaking about when he talked about the weight of the churches. You have a holiday, but the weight's still there. You can do whatever you want to do and and try and, and switch off and all those kind of things, but the weight of responsibility is there. I'm sure many of us know that, whether it's leading in a business or leading a ministry or whatever it is, you understand the weight of responsibility. But what we need to understand with the anointing is that the weight of responsibility is held by the Holy Spirit. And it's not just a positional weight, it's understanding your position in Christ. So you might have a positional weight as a CEO, as a teacher of a classroom, as a father, as a mother. You might have a positional weight in that way where you feel like, oh, I've got responsibility here. But we're reminded this morning that in Christ, as a disciple of Jesus, it's Him that carries the weight of our anointing. And He carries the responsibility for it. As we allow Him to fill us, it's His power that flows. It's His power that works through us. His authority, His responsibility working through our lives. Sometimes we just got to hand over control. We're trying to control this, can control that, do this, do that. And allow the oil of the Holy Spirit to come and bring ease to the mechanics of our life. To bring ease into your family situation. To bring ease into the stress and the worries. To seek God above the problem and ask God to intervene. See, there's an authority that you have because of your name as a Christian. You have God's last name now. You are a Christian. You are marked by God. And the authority that brings changes the story of your life. It says in Ephesians 1 verse 13, In Him, you also, when you heard about the word of truth, the good news of your salvation, and as a result believed in Him, were stamped with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit, the one promised by Christ as owned and protected by God. You are stamped and marked by God. It makes you different. And sometimes we can feel different in this world. It's because we are different. We are marked by God and called to be different. The second thing this morning is this, the anointing empowers you for your God-given assignments. It says, He may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him. See, I think one of the gifts of these last couple of years to the world has been the stopping of our routines and our activities, the, 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 the pause that has helped us to be able to reevaluate our lives. I know through this season, people have reevaluated things like retirement. People have reevaluated things like their location, where they, where they want to live. 
They've reevaluated their work, what they want to do for their employment. They've reevaluated their goals when it comes to their financial goals and what they want to do in life. And there's been an opportunity where our activity has been disrupted and we've had a moment to be able to think again, clear our minds again and be able to assess what do I want to do. And I think that they've been incredible gifts. But I think even a bigger question than those things is, what has God called me to do? What's my assignment? What's, what's the lane that I am meant to run in? In this room, we are full of diverse people, different backgrounds, different ways of thinking, different gifts and talents. And we have all got our own race to run. But what's God uniquely anointed you for? I think we can get so caught up on what other people are doing, we can forget to ask God, what have you called me to do? I'm reading this incredible book at the moment called Disciple by Phil Pringle. And there's an excerpt out of the book I just want to read to you. It's just a a paragraph or two. Just to kind of put some framework around this idea that we all have our own lane to run in. He says this, he says, Disciples are what make churches healthy at the grassroots level. Not great preachers, events, or whatever gathers crowds. Disciples serve, they tithe, they attend church. But it doesn't stop at church. Disciples do life together beyond church walls. We are in danger of creating churchianity, filled with churchians. We may wrongly imagine the high expression of our Christianity is working at a church. This is a high calling, but just as a high calling, just as high calling as the disciple who is a teacher in a school, a dentist, a real estate agent, an accountant, a hairdresser, a rubbish collector, a painter, a politician, and any other profession. Only about 3% of Christians will be on the stage of a church preaching, singing, or leading services. The rest of us are not second-class Christians. Don't think the stage competes with the pew. If the highest aspiration of the people on the floor is to one day be on the stage, we miss the point. The pulpit equips the pew to be effective for Christ in the marketplace. We all have an assignment that we are anointed for. We have teachers in this room, doctors and people that work in daycares and people that are carpenters and tradies. We have people that are anointed to do things. And you look across and you're not anointed to do it. They're anointed to do it. We all have our own unique assignments by God. What has God called you to do? I love in Psalm 147, it says, He takes no pleasure in the strength of a horse or in a human might. No, the Lord's delight is in those who fear Him and those who put their hope in His unfailing love. In other words, it's not in your ability trying to chase things down. It's allowing the Holy Spirit to guide you and to lead you where you're meant to be. Third and final thing this morning is this, the anointing equips you for kingdom advancement. The anointing equips you for kingdom advancement. It says so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That overflow is the advancement of the kingdom of God. Seeing the church move forward on the earth, seeing the kingdom of God, the kingdom of light, outdoing the kingdom of darkness, seeing heaven populated and hell plundered, seeing the kingdom of God move forward. I get excited about that. Because I tell you what, we want to see more people reached 
for the kingdom of God. And if we all start playing our part, understanding we're anointed and equipped and empowered by God, we start to understand the confidence that that gives our life. It changes things. I'm going to invite Tim to come up here quickly. See, oftentimes in this world, we are pushed around with things. And we're tried to forced into things and told what to do. And our connection with the Holy Spirit is kind of like this rope where we hold on, we cling to God. We give our lives to Him and we're reminded that we have this hope like an anchor for our soul. The thing that this world tries to do is it tries to push. It tries to push you. I'm going to push Tim here. I'm going to push Tim there. And If you notice that that doesn't move Tim. It's not moving him anywhere. But what the Holy Spirit does is the Holy Spirit draws us. The Holy Spirit pulls us towards our assignments, towards where we're, we're meant to go. And we can be worried and stressed and we want to be pushed and we want to push others. And that's the world's method. The Holy Spirit's method is to draw out of you, to draw you to, to guide, to lead you, to enable you and equip you. And He's drawing and He's leading you. Thank you, Timmy. So we don't have to be pushed. We don't have waiting for the Holy Spirit to push us somewhere. We're opening up our hearts and saying, Holy Spirit, where are you drawing me? Where are you guiding and leading me? The anointing of the Holy Spirit. See, I said last week, it's a bit like when you're on the internet and your browser starts to pause up. You get that spinning wheel of death and you're like, oh no, I'm stuck. And you have to press that refresh button and it feels like you're pressing that refresh button and it's not working, it's not working, it's not working. And I wonder whether there's been some people here this morning that have felt like that over the last year or two. I'm weary, I'm tired, I'm over it. I'm over that spinning wheel of death. I'm over this reminder of all the things going wrong and the angst and the frustration in the world and maybe it's got inside of you as well. Instead of being filled with hope and the joy of the Holy Spirit and peace like we we're talking about in this passage, you're filled with, you're frustrated. You're filled with frustration. You're filled with anger. You're annoyed. I think that's natural. I think a lot of people probably felt like that. Maybe you've tried to click the refresh button and it hasn't worked as quick as you want. Can I ask you today, in this moment, to go to the Holy Spirit and just say, God, I come to you again. Refresh, renew in me a right spirit. Let the oil of the Holy Spirit come into these hard places and bring respite again. Refresh me again. Allow the oil to allow the mechanics not to feel so difficult anymore. To know that empowerment and equipping of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So I want to invite the team to come and we're going to sing again. But what we're going to do right now is the guys are going to start to bring the tables to the front here. And I'm going to invite you to come and stand just in your seats wherever you are. I want you to stand right now. And I'm going to pray over each and every person here this morning. Praying and believing for the anointing of the Holy Spirit to fill you again. It's not just one and done. It's a constant filling. It's a constant going to Him and allowing Him fill us up as we overflow to others. Fill us up as we overflow to others. Fill us up as we overflow to others. And He never runs out. He never runs dry. He's not lacking the hope, the joy, the peace 
of the Holy Spirit filled out in each and every person's life. So I'm going to pray this morning. And then after I pray, I'm going to invite someone from your household to come and grab some oil, grab a tissue, and go back to your seat. And we're going to take some time just anointing people. When you anoint someone, you can simply just say this, I anoint you now in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Maybe you want to pray a personal prayer over them and pray a prayer of blessing and protection upon their lives. At the end of that, you're welcome to do so. And we're just going to have some time with the worship team are going to play. And we're going to have this special moment together where we anoint people, remind people they are marked by God, smeared by God. The Holy Spirit's working and moving in this place. So would you lift up your hands this morning? Lord, this morning we pray, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we anoint this congregation right now. The people in this room, the people that are watching online, the people that are connecting with us this morning. We are reminded together this morning that this moment is a symbol of the Holy Spirit working and moving in our lives, filling us and overflowing to others. And I pray this morning that your people would know your protection. They would know your empowerment, Lord God, for the assignments that you've given them, Lord God. And that they would see great advancement in every area of their life. Lord, where there's sickness, I pray your anointing power would kill that sickness in Jesus' name. Where there's obstacles, Lord, I pray your anointing power would make a way through, Lord God. Lord Jesus, this morning where there's financial opposition, Lord, I pray for your anointing power to flow in their finances, in their home situations, in relational situations, I pray. Where people feel like there's barriers and obstacles around. Lord, this morning we click the refresh button, not in our strength, but in the power of the Holy Spirit. Let that oil run down off our lives and bring clarity and ease to every area of our lives. We anoint each and every person now in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. So what we're going to do right now is the team are going to sing. I'm going to invite one person from each household to come on out, grab some oil. You can take the cup with you, grab a, grab a tissue, and make your way back to your seat. And then you know, anoint with oil the person that's next to you, the people in your household. If you see someone by themselves, feel free to anoint them with oil as well. And if that person wants to just come out, if you're by yourself and just grab some oil, ask someone near you to be able to do that. So why don't you come now as we just have this moment together. And then I'm going to pray at the end collectively for everyone. So make your way. Prophesy and sing
this morning we just pray for each and every person under the sound of my voice both in the building or online this morning we thank you we've been reminded this morning of the power of your holy spirit that's flowing and working in us you equip us you protect us you empower us just for service Lord god you guide and lead every part of our lives and we thank you for the the, the power of the holy spirit that's sealed and marked our lives and i pray that today that we would walk out of this place or walk out of our homes if we're watching online or wherever we are we'd walk out different understanding we are marked by God set apart by Him that we're going to live spirit led lives understanding the power of the Holy Spirit that works in our lives to fill us and to flow through us we thank you for your anointing power in every heart in Jesus mighty name Amen Amen. That was such a beautiful moment, households being able to anoint each other. Would you stand with me just for a moment before we finish? I, I want to just do one thing. I want to, we're at the start of a year, and I just want to, I want to pray for our teachers and pray for our students going back to, to work and going back to school this week. I know it's anxious times. I know that um, there is fear, anxiety attached around that, but let's pray. Let's pray for a miracle. Let's pray for God's peace to be in the midst. And so, if you're with me this morning, if you're maybe if you're a teacher, you're a student going back, would you lift up your hands just for a moment, just so we know, we can see, we can, why don't we reach out our hands towards these people around us and let's pray. Lord, we thank you for our teachers, Lord God, that are gifted and, and empowered to be able to raise the next generation, to teach them, to be able to help them understand, to be able to help them to be able to grow and develop. And I thank you for their unique gifting. I pray for them, Lord God, as they head back to school this week. I just pray that they would feel the anointing power of the Holy Spirit. There would be no fear. It would be joy and peace and hope in the Holy Spirit. I pray you'd protect them physically, Lord God, from any sickness or disease. I pray that they would be strong and healthy in body, in mind, in emotion, and in spirit. I pray as they lead their year group, which I'm sure there's nervous students, I pray they'd bring such strong strength and courage to their students, Lord God, and to those that they teach and equip. And I pray this would be a year where they can see such a, have, understand such a feeling of fulfillment in their job, that they really take these young lives and lead them on a journey. I pray the power of the Holy Spirit would flow through them and they would, would really be able to equip people, not just 
intellectually but spiritually as well this year as an example as somebody that disciples others I pray and I pray for the students Lord we thank you as they step into this new year and the opportunities that are ahead I pray Lord God that you'd equip and empower them Lord I pray that they'd go into this new year fresh and ready excited Lord God and I pray that you would we would see students, Lord Jesus, come to know you this year. We'd see students, Lord, growing in, in their abilities, Lord God, and, and the talents and the giftings that you've given them. They'd be equipped and empowered for you. And we would see students and teachers and child cares and everywhere, Lord God, where people are gathering. I pray your, your protection upon people, Lord Jesus. And we thank you, Lord God, for all that's ahead. You've anointed and you've equipped them for this season ahead. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, what a special moment that was to be able to see people anointing one another and families together. And it's, it's special because God's the one that designed and instituted family. He's the one that designed and instituted households that would be able to do this and gather. And, and together, we are the family of God. Before we are an organization or a service or any of the things that we do, we are the family of God. And I pray that this week that you go knowing the hope and the peace and joy of the Holy Spirit in everything that you do, in Jesus' name. Be blessed, church. Have an incredible rest of the day. Enjoy your coffee outside, catching up with someone. And we'll see you next week for Vision Sunday. It's going to be incredible. We'll see you next Sunday in church.